What is ethical hacking and why do we need it? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about ethical hacking today. I'm talking with Jay Bavisi. He's the President and Co-Founder of the EC Council, which is the International Council of Electronic Commerce Consultants. Jay, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. Just Glad for our audience's here. contact, please, Jay, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and about the Council and the mission of the group in particular? Absolutely. Um, EC Council was founded after the September 11 attacks, and at which point I was sitting in front of the uh, television set looking at the towers crumbling and asked myself a question. And my question was that if any terrorist organization around the world or cyber criminal groups were to launch a attack against some country, it could be the United States, it could be Japan, it could be Korea, it could be almost anyone. How prepared are these global nations to deal with an attack like that? And I said, hmm, I do not know the answer, so let's go to a search engine and find out. And at that point in time, Google did not exist, so I used Lycos, the next site. Um, and I realized that there really wasn't any global certification body that was extensively focusing on raising the standards and the awareness of the information security community to deal with what we call today ethical hacking. And I said, wow, this is going to be the path of a future attack, and nations are so badly prepared. And I said, well, someone needs to start a global organization, and I think it's going to be me. And I got hold of quite a few information security experts from all across the world, and then we started Easy Council. And after two years of research in 2003, we launched Certified Ethical Hacker. Now, Jay, your take, please, on what we saw in Australia a week ago. We had an incident there that was widely reported. I know you've been quoted on it. What does that particular incident tell us about ethical hacking? Well, I think that it tells us two things. Number one, that was not ethical hacking, because many people misunderstand uh, what ethical hacking is. I remember in my earlier days when I founded DC Council, I was bombarded by the uh, U.S. media for coming up with such a stupid term as ethical hacking. And they said it was an oxymoron, and they said ethical hacking doesn't exist, and how can a hacker be ethical? You know, so, so I think number one is the issue of definition, which I'll get into slightly later. But to point to your question, what happened in Australia was hacking. If somebody gained access to somebody else's data on someone else's system, without the permission, that is hacking. So according to the news report that I read, this was an impromptu live hacking scenario of one researcher hacking into the, uh, the Facebook account of his rival. Uh, you know, that was hacking. And my thoughts were that in the press report that I saw, they quoted the uh, chief of the uh, Queensland Police Department, I think, um, as saying that you know, this is bad, we don't need ethical hackers. I had a letter that I sent out to the editor of uh, ZD Magazine, or ZDNet actually, uh, where, I, uh, where I said that that was a very, very uninformed statement, because this was not ethical hacking to begin with, this was hacking, and, uh, and I think that this entire thing has been blown out of proportion. 
Well, take the opportunity now, Jay, and educate us and our audience. What is ethical hacking, and why do we need it? An ethical hacker is nothing more than a computer bodyguard. Ethical hackers are trying their best to determine if a hacker were to attack your network, how would they do it? And they're trying to figure out if they are able to protect your system and if your systems have been sufficiently protected. That's what an ethical hacker is. An ethical hacker is not a person that goes out and picks any Tom, Dick, and Harry or any corporation and without their permission launch an attack and then come back to you and say, oh, guess what? We attacked your system and you are vulnerable. That is not ethical hacking. So I think there's a lot of confusion between the term hacker, ethical hacker, and penetration tester. So let me set this out clear to the community. Hacker is basically someone who gains access to your system without your permission, period. Now, a hacker can be classified as someone that just shoulder, shoulder, shoulder surfing you and basically figuring out what a password is and therefore then entering your username and password and gaining access to your data. That is hacking. A hacker is also someone that fraudulently calls you, pretends to be a federal agent, and makes you hand over your username and password over the phone, or what we know as social engineering, and then gain access to your data on your system. That is hacking as well. And a hacker is also a person that uses software, tools, scripts to gain access to your computer, uh, like what we have seen elsewhere. So all of these are terms of a hacker. An ethical hacker is a complete opposite of a hacker. An ethical hacker is an information security professional. This is a good guy. This is a computer bodyguard. But he is trained in the exact same skill as a bad guy. So they would go through a program like EEC Council Certified Ethical Hacker, where they go through a rigorous five-day training program. They go through all the hacking tools and techniques. They go through a tremendous amount of advanced training. And then they go to sit for an exam. And then they go to sign a waiver to say that they will remain and they will remain loyal to the ethical standard required of the certification. That's a tremendous amount of work that gets into that. And then they go out. They get hired by corporations to say, can you please come into my corporation and determine if my corporation or my institution is secure from an attack? And they will run tests like a hacker. That is an ethical hacker. A penetration tester is a step beyond that. So the difference between a hacker and a penetration tester is this. An ethical hacker would basically try to, di to discover a known vulnerability that exists in your system. A penetration tester would take the known vulnerability that has been found in what we know as vulnerability testing and then try to exploit that vulnerability to see what kind of damage that corporation or the institution will endure. All of these done within what we call the rules of engagement between the penetration tester and the corporation. So it's not like the corporation does not know what they're doing. They're hiring these professionals to test. So that's why I call it the computer bodyguards, because they're there to do a job at the behest of the institution that hires them under their critical scrutiny. And this is why you should not equate them as hackers. Well, Jay, that's a nice, neat explanation and description. I appreciate that. But where do the lines between these distinctions start to get blurry? And how does the EC Council help to clear those lines? Well, let me ask you a question back. Are you talking about the blurry lines between a hacker and an ethical hacker? Or a hacker and a penetration tester? All three. 
Okay, so a hacker between ethical hacker is simple, the word hacker, right? When I started Easy Council with Haja, my co-founder, I remember in the very early days, we would walk into government agencies, they would literally not want to see us because they would say, oh, the hackers are here. We have nothing to do with hackers. We don't want hacking certification. We don't want to make hackers out of our information security professionals. That was what it was seven, eight years ago. Today, the Department of Defense has got EC Council Certified Ethical Hacker as one of the certifications in its mandate, the DOD 8570. The CAH has attained the National Security Agency CNSS standards. So times have really changed, and a lot of the government agencies, a lot of the professionals, a lot of the corporations now understand that, look, if you want to protect a system, you cannot do it by just locking your doors. You must have someone to come in and test if all of your security measures actually yield any result. And when are you going to check that? The day when a hacker really gets in? No, you want to do it way before that. And that's why you hire ethical hackers or penetration testers. And that is why if you went to monster.com today, you will see that there is a severe shortage of ethical hackers all across the world. And that's why the Food Partners, who does a a annual or biannual uh, research on information security professionals, uh, jobs and their salaries, would tell you that they, one of the highest paid guys, the fastest growing segment, certified ethical hacker. So the blurring has really been part of the ignorance of the people that have blurred it. It's not, it's not intentional. Jay, tell us what one goes through to be certified as an ethical hacker. What is the process? So, to be an ethical hacker uh, within the EC Council realm, the first thing you've got to do is you need to have some sort of a network background. You would have some uh, either vendor certification like a, like a CCNA or CCNP, or you'd be working in a networking environment for at least two years. So you understand network topography, you understand a basics of network security, and so on. So once you meet that criteria, you will then sit in into an EC Council's course called the Certified Ethical Hacker, we will put you through five days of sheer hell. So in five days, we would take you through uh, hundreds of hacking tools, methodologies, programs, exploit. We will show you methods of tracking some of the most secure and patched environments. All of this is done in five days. Um, many training centers out there would run a boot camp, so they'll probably start eight in the morning, they'll end at nine at night, and the students would actually stay on at that facility. Uh, some of them would do an extended course, some of them do a nine to five, five day. It depends on which training partner or VC council you, would, you go to. Then you sign a waiver to say that you waive your right uh, to the Data Protection Act and EC Council reserves the right to share your information with law enforcement should there be a request from law enforcement uh, for data knowing what kinds of hackers have been trained in that city. So they sign that. Uh, they then sign an a, a ethical standard agreement to say that they will use all of these only for the purpose of defense and not for the purpose of unethical and illegal offense. So once they finish all of that, they go through a certification program. They go through a four-hour exam, and they need to pass the exam with a score of 70 and above, or otherwise you fail. And you pass an exam, you become a certified ethical hacker. That's the day your journey as an ethical hacker has just begun and not the day your journey ends because from there you need to go through licensed penetration testing program 
And at that point, we take you through penetration testing methodologies, we take you real life scenarios, we take you through report writing, we want you to provide us with your uh, background check or security clearance uh, requirements. You know, so we put you through a lot to make sure you're a good guy. And then if you meet all of those requirements and letters of recommendation, we will then award you the licensed penetration testing standard of EC Council. So that's what it takes to be an ethical hacker and a licensed penetration tester. Oh, Jay, that's an excellent overview. And you've done a good job in the course of this conversation in telling me about the evolution of ethical hacking. Give me a sense now of what your vision is of the future of this profession. Well, I think that this is a, the future of the security profession is going to evolve just like the medical profession. So in the 1950s or 1940s or in the 1800s, the medical profession had one designation, the MD, or internationally known as the MBBS. Um, so you were either a medical doctor, and there really wasn't any form of specialization. So information security, information technology is really at its infancy. And the model attacks that are being launched, we are seeing scalar attacks, we are seeing mobile attacks, we are seeing attacks against um, Apple or, or Macintosh operating systems, we are seeing attacks against Linux-based operating systems, we are seeing attacks against Windows-based systems, we are seeing attacks against web-based, attacks against physical. So there are so many points of attacks. My vision is that in time to come, this profession is going to evolve and we're going to go through the same specialization that the medical profession went through. You're going to see an ENT specialist, you're going to see an oncologist, you're going to see a cardiologist. In the same way, we're going to see different sub-specialization within information security. So the vision of VC Council is to empower uh, these professionals to that form of specialization. And this is why last month, EC Council launched the EC Council Center of Advanced Security Training. And the point is very simple. You go through a CEH, you go through an LPT, great, you understand the basics. But what if you want to learn just cryptology, and not just any cryptology, but advanced cryptology? What if you want to learn advanced penetration testing in secure environments? Well, what happens then? So to professionals like this, we've already started our specialist school, and we invite only the brightest and the best to join in. They go through a rigorous uh, training program by professionals who have done it themselves. So all these instructors are hands-on professionals and consultants who have done some big stuff with a lot of experience. And that's where we are trying to drive this profession to. I hope that helps. Jay, what advice would you offer to somebody who wants to enter the profession today? It's a big profession. It's not an easy profession. So my advice would be first get your basics of networking and computing out there. So if you have a degree in computer science or, or engineering, you definitely want to get your hands uh, dirty with uh, forms of networking, forms of web development, you know, and have the basics that are required. After which, you have to start your rigorous journey through information security. So you probably want to do the basics of uh, like CompTIA, Certification Security Plus, uh, uh, or EC Council's ENSA course to have some sort of basics. And then you start your journey by going through the Certified Ethical Hacker Program. Then you follow with uh, the EC Council's ECSA program, Security Analyst, then the Penetration Tester, and then you do the advanced courses. So it's a, it's a long journey, but you will have to collect the certifications and you have to have the quest and the thirst for knowledge. And if you don't have that, then this is not a profession for you because the profession changes every day. Every day there are new attacks, 
they are new vulnerabilities and information security professionals must embrace themselves and be prepared to deal with these changes. Jay, I'm very grateful for your time and your insight today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. We've been talking about ethical hacking. We've been talking with Jay Bavisi, the president and co-founder of the EC Council. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.